0: The business station, BFM eighty nine point nine. A very good morning to you. You're listening to the morning run. It's six a.m. in the morning on Thursday, the sixteenth of June. I'm Phil C, and in the studio today with in company with me is Wong Shaoning and Ku Su Chuang. Morning,
1: morning, morning, morning. How are you? <laughs> Why are you smiling? Why are you laughing at me? Phil,
0: Phil C, Phil, C. Yes, Phil C, Phil C. Say your
2: rapper name, your
0: alter ego. Oh, okay, Philip. What's Philip? Phil. Call me Phil or oh, P now. The big P. Oh, okay. Okay,
2: P-S. PC. P-S.
0: P-S. Yes. Yeah, C. PC. PC. Well, as you know, many, many bands ac- ac- acronymize their names. For example, BTS.
1: Oh. IBM. IBM um. is not a boy band.
0: <laughs> For goodness sake, Chong. <laughs> Can you review you, your age? Can you have a band which, which calls itself IOS? <laughs> IOS? Yeah. What else? Uh, I mean, uh, I don't S-A-P. know. SAP. <laughs> SAP. Okay. Those, those are tech companies. But it goes to show, I think, your Our orientation. Yeah. yeah, and uh, And its orientation as well. Very business-centric. ACDC. Okay, oh, well, wow, done. Not well bad. done. Well done. Excellent. How about you? Any acronyms caught your mind?
2: No. I only
0: think. B O B, bring your own bottle. <laughs> no. This
2: morning, in my mind, I was thinking, I, I'm having a bit of a Sesame Street moment because the number of the day is 75. 75. So and BPS? The, yeah, and the alphabet oh. of the day is F because it stands for the Fed. So that was okay. what was going through my mind at 601. F
0: 75. Isn't that some kind of like sports kind of thing happening as well. Uh, f
1: wasn't that the name of Mark Wahlberg's new gym was it F25 f- F25 or something F-25, like that yeah.
0: but in any case let's dispense with all these abbreviations we have a very packed show with you t- for you today at 7.15 we ask how can Malaysia improve private investments so we're going to speak to Daniel Burnback. he's the executive director for the Malaysian G- German Chamber of Commerce and Industry on whether Malaysia remains attractive to foreign investors
1: ok 7.30 we speak to uh, the economist Gary Ng he will talk about whether China's report- reporting of better than expected economic indicators from May is uh, a, a a portentous uh, indicator for better things in in time to come. Potentious. this huh? Such a word. Did he I, just make it just up? I just made, up. made
0: things up, you know. Yeah, sh- it's true, as uh. usual.
2: Okay, at seven forty-five, Malaysian prisons have long suffered overcrowding and of course poor living conditions. So we're going to be discussing the state of affairs with
0: former Suhakam Commissioner Gerald Joseph. We have had this conversation many many times, and still nothing seems to have moved forward.
2: Exactly, uh, and you know, COVID nineteen the only silver lining is that shown a spotlight on how overcrowded prisons are and the state of the conditions there and whether more can be done. And I think also we should just look at the whole reha- the prison system in terms of rehabilitating mm. uh, individuals back into society.
0: You want to stick around to listen to that segment. We'll be discussing all that and more after this on the show. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. That was Feel Like Making Love by Bad Company because no one wants to make love in bad company, isn't it? <laughs> this is the morning Are we doing the bad company? Are we bad or good company? No, we are excellent. I mean, excellent company today because this is the morning run. I'm Philip C, and with me today is Wong Shaoning Ning and Ku Su Chuang. You know, one company not feeling like making any music is BTS now.
1: Yeah, because how many of them? There's 17 of them, right? 18 of them. There's a lot
0: of them. Oh, for goodness sake. They all look sake. the same. There's they're seven, like copy seven, boys, seven, right? <laughs>
2: right? Oh, they're aged between 24 to 29. And um, they aren't breaking up. Let's not create a panic on the street. They're taking a Hiatus. what does that
1: mean in English so many people have taken a
0: hiatus it
2: means like they're taking like a little sabbatical they're overworked they're stressed they need a break they need to spend some time apart to pursue individual pet projects and come back hopefully one day rejuvenated as a band
0: well the band member Jimin do you know who he is (laughs) the the band's going through a rough patch no they
2: all look the same so I honestly can't tell I know we're going to get crucified because there are a lot
0: of BTS totally I would say that the combination of our three ages divided by ten would be the average age of a BTS (laughs) (laughs) Didn't they list their, their their company on the
1: stock exchange yes. and then didn't that like collapse after yes. this news, right? Yes. Like a billion and a half in, in losses or something?
2: Well, uh, it's true. The company is called Hype, H Y B E, and Hype, H Y B E. You should check it out on Bloomberg. It's the agency that actually manages the South Korean pop phen- phenomenon. So the consequence of that is that stock price has just died. But coming back to this whole concept of sabbatical, and I'm I'm gonna let's let's look at it from a mm. wider angle. Do you think sabbaticals make sense? Taking a break from work Absolutely. makes Absolutely. sense. And at what point do you think, or is that an indicator that you should just
0: quit? I, I think for many people... I've taken many sabbaticals in my career. Um, and I I'm do, lazy. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 oh no. Don't, don't claim as lazy. You come back so much better. What well, changed, man? Some some sabbaticals, I've come back better. Like, uh, you know... I, I'm extra, lazy. <clears throat> yeah, lazy, but stronger perhaps. <laughs> but some actually made me rethink and say, okay, it's time to move on in my career. So it really depends on the context and situation you're in.
1: If you're in a creative pursuit, like if you're an uh, architect or, you know, a designer or artist, right... An annual sabbatical is, is axiomatic. I, hmm. I remember there's one American architect who lives in New York. He runs a very small practice, like eight people only. I can't remember his name now. He talks up the, the concept of an annual sabbatical for only about a month and every year he goes to somewhere quite exotic like right? India, uh, Kerala or something like mm. right? South America, Venezuela and he comes out really refreshing because with all these fresh ideas. It's amazing.
0: I did a sabbatical and what I did was I did the Camino. I, went, I did north, I did the hike north of Spain, right? Mm. Nice. Uh, nice. About 800 kilometers and then I had another sabbatical I actually went to India for a prayer retreat for two weeks Fantastic. and then went to take the Trans-Siberian alone from nice. St. Petersburg to Vladivostok. So, those experiences really inform you they really change you uh, they make you better they realise that your body odour has got certain limits <laughs> because you don't shower for two oh, weeks
1: oh by the way Vladivostok is not a swear word it's a real city in Russia it no, I thought you were swearing at me for a while
2: but during the journey do you make some decisions uh, is it does it is it revealed to you in terms of whether, you know, you should go back to work, are you overworked, are you stressed out, are you burnt really. out? No. No, so- it
0: clears the air and then I make the decisions later. Okay. What I think it does is that it creates a pause in what you do and then when you enter and have to make those difficult decisions, you do it with better clarity.
2: Okay, because the truth is like when you're working sometimes, it's just buzz, mm. buzz, 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 buzz. So there's no time at all even to, to have that moment of clarity, of thought about mm. what you should do with your life. And maybe you need time to make that decision. So the sabbatical gives you that space. Is that is what where, happens for you? That's
0: what happens to me. And I think in any situation, even when you make big decisions, you should never make big decisions in haste. Mm. You need to pause and have time in between the, the, the thought process and the decision you make, right? So even yeah. when I'm angry or whatever, I don't lash out immediately. I say, oh, I feel anger burning inside me. Let me find some time to... Is that know, why
2: you keep running away space. from us, Phil?
0: <laughs> all the time. All the time. Exactly. It's also the kind of person That you are like, You know um, I, I
1: think Phil is quite um, he, He's he's quite individualistic Right And I yeah. think you do need Your time away I okay. think a lot of people Can't And, and cannot stomach Being by themselves if For long periods Let alone short periods mm. um, mm-hmm. And that That th- you know, and not everybody they has, should, has a luxury. They address that. Yes, and not yeah. everybody not has a luxury, the luxury to be fair. as well. I That's mean, right. to
2: be fair, um, yeah, you need to have the luxury, the ability to walk away from work sometimes, and sometimes you don't get paid, right? So what does that mean? Yeah. So it's not the easiest decision for everyone, but. I think, yeah, taking a little bit of a step back, whether it's because you have personal issues, sometimes it's is personal, sometimes it's work-related. Maybe sometimes
1: it's a breakup, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Or sometimes it's a of a one, and, and Yeah, right? you need that little space. Mm. Sometimes you just need to get out of the, your comfort zone. Just leave your home for a few days, no. go somewhere unfamiliar. Yeah.
1: There's something entirely therapeutic about sitting on a train from, you know, between a, you know two large two cities on a very large expanse. You know that sound of the train over the tracks? Oh, yeah. yes. Know that, yes. Yeah. I mean, it could, it, it could be, be anything. No, no. yeah, it could correct. be a car ride. It could little, be a road trip.
2: It could be a boat journey, whatever. And, and then, Honestly, whatever tickles your fancy, right? Yes. And, yes. Then,
1: and then, you know, you switch your gaze from the Russian landscape to your navel, back
0: again naval. to the Russian landscape. <laughs> and then that that period of self rumination gives you this insight. I'm sure it's fantastic. Uh, I, I fully agree. I mean, it was very instrumental for me. And that's why my hope is when the BTS guys hopefully re emerge back, they come back with music I perhaps will like.
1: I don't know I, I, all I So was that d- an insult Or a compliment It's, <laughs> it's, it's an insult It's an insult, a, it's an insult
0: Because if, they, if I like the music Probably it won't hit mass market I No suspect. I tell you and Mokta are shaking their head yeah,
2: But what's happening Is probably the CEO of Hype Is probably on his knees Now praying that they Get back together <laughs> Because the share price has the died The
1: price has gone uh, from uh,
0: I don't know what is it is it's fallen off the cliff like. well, it, it resembles the wrong side Of K2 Well talking about A reverse cliff After the break We're going to have a discussion About the drastic measures Some are taking to manage The cost of living Stay tuned BFM 89.9 that was So We Won't Forget by Krung Bin. What an interesting song. Very, vi- very vi- cool, vibey, like loungy sound Three,
1: three Masali people that uh, have uh, modeled their band on Thai jazz. According um, to Simui Boon, our producer, our, well,
0: who yeah. actually chooses
2: all the cool songs. Right. Yeah, credit he, to credit him. Credit
0: to that's him, right, because right. if he relied on the three of us, I think he would go downhill very fast. Place <laughs> playing Akadaka instead. Akadaka. You're <laughs> tuned into the morning round. I'm, I'm Phil C.
2: I'm Wong Xiao together with, of course, the one and only. Your um. name, introduce Kusi yourself China. please
0: yeah. I, I got but Humperdinck. <laughs> give me a break you hardly are as classy as he is yeah exactly neither
2: can, you, neither can you sing okay. anyway 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 and
0: anyway. anyway, okay, we digress because we want to turn our attention to really a serious topic where uh two articles struck me overnight uh, where there was one on the bbc where people in pakistan are being urged to drink fewer cups of tea as imports are of tea are putting a pressure in Pakistan, so they're changing their consumption habit. It sounds very drastic, isn't it, guys?
2: Yeah, I I think so, because if you've been to South Asia, you know tea is such an important part of your daily life, right? Chai, now. chai, chai, call tea, it chai, tea, whatever. It's it? it's something people take for granted. It's a little bit of a treat in the in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. You can go to stalls and have chai for very little money. But when the government tells you that you have to stop drinking this, how bad is the economic situation really haven't they really run out of money? Is then? Yeah. They
0: run out of money, right? Like it's running really low on reserves. Yeah, so reserves are dropping. And what I think struck me here is this is one of the biggest challenges of globalization. Because as you said, Shauning, it's a really part of your local custom. So presumably they probably, you know, were able to produce their own tea. They were probably able to consume it in themselves and as a result of globalization perhaps they found a cheaper source of it but that comes at a huge cost later when you're to the supply chain.
2: It's not expensive. Tea as a commodity in the past, right? It's probably gone up in price and you've got ranges of tea. Of course, you've got all the way to the classy, super expensive Fortnum & Mason, but you Mm. can buy tea (laughs) dust. Yeah, you can buy tea dust for very little. But the fact that now the government is telling you, okay, you can't even drink this. Please reduce your consumption because we can't afford. We don't have the foreign reserves to import tea in. What does this mean about the food security situation around the world? It's like we're facing this perfect storm right
1: what does that say about the fiscal prudence or otherwise of the government because you know when the normal average joe in the street Mm. has to take the brunt of of the country's fiscal situation you've also got to ask yourself what has the government been doing all this time in terms of just managing the reserves i mean why isn't for example say singapore going through those things i mean of course very very wide comparison Mm. not a like for like but then one country's got lots of cash and the other one doesn't, right? And you know, Imran Khan, who is former crick-
0: cricketer who is now the prime minister. You know, these Who's are the challenges, by many the way, yeah. in his, uh, position. Um, well, you talk about the story Corruption about. Corruption is a big issue. Well, you talk about the story about governments. There was also another article that struck me where the Sri Lankan government's workers will get Fridays off to grow their own food ahead of shortages. Yeah, I mean, oh, so that's
2: another country facing a dire correct. situation, right?
1: Correct. The whole pa- Middle Asia uh, phenomenon. Middle, a- I mean, Singapore, India, Singapore, Pakistan, Sri, Sri Lanka. I A think there's one issues. thing in
2: common about those countries, <clears throat> aside from the fact that this uh, rising food prices affects us all. And it's not just these two countries, right? Even in Malaysia, we feel that there is definitely food inflation. The commonality between these two countries is that they probably are facing some measure of political instability, right? So we've seen that in Sri Lanka where there are question marks over the Rajapaksa handling of the government. And in Pakistan, Imran Khan faces Imran challenges, Khan, the fact- right? There's um, There's yeah. been years of questions about the intervention of the military, who really runs the country, presidents have been assassinated, so that's that
0: common thing. That is an astute observation where we, everyone's going through economic observations, the political situation of instability compounds the matter which then leads us to bring us back home closer to Malaysia, right? We have had so many conversations here about political instability here, about having no stable government, about all this whole debate about when the election will take place, whether there are going to be opposing factions that will be able to shore up votes across the board. their political instability, will that affect how government actually is effective in response? And I think the examples we're seeing in Sri Lanka and Pakistan is, it is a resounding yes.
2: Yeah, but I think one big difference is a little, you know, comfort to us in Malaysia is that, yes, we've had three changes of government over the last what three and a half years. The one thing that keeps us going is that very stable uh, government servants, yeah. government institutions. They still are here, especially like let's say the healthcare system, very steady, Eddie, You know, helping us go through this COVID nineteen crisis. Kudos to them. But I think we need to have these conversations about looking beyond. Government, or at least the political powers that be, to ensure stability when it comes to food security. This is almost as important as healthcare. You know, we need to spend more time in drawing up a policy that goes beyond whoever is in power, like a bit like the white paper that we're going to have for the health system, we should have a white paper on food.
0: Yeah, so you know we've had conversations earlier about energy security, then food security, then even drug security became a big conservation, yeah. right? And this is all about how governments are able to make sure that we secure it in a way that doesn't compromise supply chains in the long term.
2: But if you want to know more about this and especially about the countries that are impacted, we did have a very interesting conversation with Dr. Paul Ting uh, from the... Uh, not as Raja school school uh, and the, it's entitled podcast you can listen to it no easy solution to rising global food prices
1: it's an issue right uh, and as climate change you know climate change kind of like being left by the wayside in the wake mm. of what's been happening with the Fed and the Ukraine war um, and I think George, was it George Soros a couple of days ago? I read one of his op-eds in the in the Atlantic. He talked about how climate change could be the camel that breaks the straws back, or rather you know, the other way around. Yeah, but, I think um, if we don't pay attention to it, and climate change will affect food supplies all around the world. And it will, it will eat into, uh, into arable land. It will cause mass migration. Malaysia is going through the same thing. Cost of input or input costs are going up. Um, we are still very fortunate in the sense that we have a, a largely ag- agricultural hinterland. Yeah. But a lot of it's been taken by palm oil. Um, we need to think about converting that land into arable land. We haven't done that yet. Policy is a
0: bit of a vacuum. Um, yeah. So So all these issues are in play. So Chuang, I think what you're saying is really there's a tension about now needing needing to deal with the short-term security versus the long-term challenges that we as a country face, right? You know, we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we'll be looking at the latest international headlines coming up. There is a light that never goes out by the Smiths. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. It was Fell in Love with a Boy by Joss Stone. It's now 6.40 in the morning, Thursday, the 16th of June. You're listening to The Morning Run with Philip C., Wong Xiaoning and Ku Su Chuang. Now, let's have a look at the stories that made international headlines this morning. What has caught your attention? Anthony Fauci, the 81-year-old medical advisor Who to... Who runs
2: 5KM every day.
1: runs 5KM. And my
2: little hero, I have
1: to say. Who's been jabbed twice. He's yeah. got COVID. Three
2: times. Three times. I'm, Three sure, times. Sure, he's, I'm sure he's had boosted, the booster. Boosted. Yes, I'm sure. He's got COVID. Oh, no. Is he, he doing well?
1: Yes. Um, so he's going to isolate and continue to work from home. Apparently, he's not been in contact with Biden.
0: Uh, fortuitously, I would add. Okay, <laughs> but what is the um, issue now, isn't it? Maybe everybody has had some home. Of COVID. Well, that's the thing, oh, right? At least if you know been, somebody who's had yeah. COVID.
2: Even my household. Well, that, that, that's the thing. Four if you've been been boost,
1: who you been boosted? Well, he's been jabbed. You know, he's the medical advisor He should know better. Um, no, he's been no, no. That's boosted. no, no, no.
2: That's not the point. The point is actually okay, fine. He's he's caught COVID. Is his symptoms mild? And if the symptoms are mild, then it proves that the boosters work. Because it, the point is, it's not that you can't get it. It's just that if you get it, you won't have severe symptoms. Reportedly, it's You'll be la. recovering okay. very fast. So I think that's the point of this article.
0: Well, I mean, I think, I mean, I mean, for me, it's, I don't know, now when I hear news about, oh, his person got COVID, I say, oh, how are you doing? Oh, get better soon. I don't really make a big deal out of it no. for me personally now.
2: Yeah, because we are transitioning to this endemicity, right?
0: And I wonder, that's a, that's the situation and our thought process as well as we move yes, forward, yes. going forward.
2: Um, now, I want to turn our attention to the uh, Straits Times, actually. And it's about news coming out of Indonesia because Jokowi actually has sacked his trade minister. Wow, sacking ministers doesn't happen that He then. sacked oh. his
1: trade minister. Yeah, well, not over the it.
2: hoo-ha, over all this left and right, back and forth, over the controversy of the palm oil policies because there was a lot of Very policy flip-flopping. Right. So somebody... Surprise, surprise, Is going to be held accountable for this. Something that doesn't happen often well, no, no. Here, Remember right? we
1: sacked our health minister two, three, was it two, three, four governments ago? Well, they, <laughs> call, uh, it um, cabinet cabinet they, they call it cabinet a cabinet reshuffle. They call it a cabinet you know reshuffle. You're not the toilet cleaner.
0: You're a sanitation engineer. <laughs> 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 you're already. not
1: short. You're just vertically challenged. You're definitely
0: a cunning linguist there, <laughs> Chuang. But it's a very interesting point. You draw the parallels between... That And even the plantation minister here, isn't it? Where there hasn't really been a second, although she's actually left the party. So what has happened on our side, you know, where it's very clear in Indonesia, the minister has been held accountable and the repercussions are very clear.
2: Yeah, I mean, the point is, if you make a mistake, you're not clear in your policy, there's public dissatisfaction, there's cost to the economy. Are you going to be held accountable for those decisions? Hmm. You can and you should.
1: And you could, and you should. Good news Netflix is pivoting They're going to bring They're going to go into Event management And competition <laughs> arenas Oh yeah I
2: talked about they're this They're going actually. to
1: do the Real life squid games 4.56 million dollars In prize
0: money Come on fellas Let's go I hope it's
2: You get shot after the you, I, didn't, you I didn't don't think in. you die.
0: In my laugh. question how real Is going to be I'm quite scared of the fact That they're making want, it A reality show I hope it's like Fake blood and it's actually Jam not real as blood It's a hype machine <laughs> To drum up interest In Netflix again This is fantastic Everybody's talking about it Well hello everybody I mean, it's, it's what we call ancillerizing the core business, isn't it? That's how you try <laughs> and get the business <laughs> fundamentally, aviationally An- speaking. That's what Disney yes, tries to income. do everywhere. That's this what Disney tries to do everywhere. You know, they show I think they, they were
2: like little soft toys of the yeah. There'll be games. little
0: soft toys. I mean, I've seen Jim, uh, you know, Jim themes over Squid Game uniforms. It is happening really? everywhere. Yes. So this is me that Netflix is going to go into the theme park business. I like wouldn't Disney. be surprised. Actually, you yeah, know
2: what I mean? for me, it's like, why don't they just do a JV or have an M&A? Like Disney, right? Disney is the champion of ancillary income and cornering every part of the market. But very quickly, I think uh, yesterday, of course, we all were you know, watching the Fed very closely in terms of what rates they were going to hike up. And it was, the magic number was 75 basis points. We're going to be talking later on to Vishnu Varathan about this very in detail or uh, the consequences of this 75 basis point hike. But guess what? There was another meeting by another bunch of central bank that kind of just went under the radar and that's the European Central Bank. So they had an emergency meeting Mm, yesterday. And why? And that's because... Uh, bond yields of the Italian bond and the Spanish bond shot up to the highest level for eight years. And they were, I think people are worried, is this going to be a Greek crisis part two?
0: I mean, they, they have announced that they're going to end their massive bond-buying stimulus package. The bigger question also is that the hawks have come in, come in now and they're even contemplating a rate hike very soon. And it's imminent as soon as next month, July, isn't it?
1: Yeah, quite an about-face because they were about to start the tighten, right? A la uh, America. But now, maybe not because things are getting too hot over there.
2: No, they probably will have to if inflation numbers continue to be very strong. It looks like central bankers are very focused on data and uh, they're all data dependent. So markets are bad. Well, too bad, guys. That doesn't involve us. This seems to be that's the tone from central banks so at this moment. So does Europe
1: diverge from America? Sounds as if they will.
2: No, if anything, I think they're under pressure to look at how to rein in inflation rather than let it go crazy. And the big
0: question is what's happen- going to happen in Japan?
2: Yes. Japan is the odd man out yep. at this moment though. Yep. But inflation by their standards is very mild. And they are trying to get to inflationary rate of 2%, a consistent one there. Mm. That means core inflation, right? So let's be, we'll be watching this space closely.
0: Oh, I think many movements are expected to take from central banks. They are under so much scrutiny. It is now 6.45 in the morning and when we come back we'll be looking at today's local headlines keep it here bfm 89.9 that was should i stay or should i go by the clash a song you perhaps could dedicate to your boss or perhaps our political leaders or whoever frustrates you for instance Not i don't know, was a writer like that i didn't mention anyone's <laughs> name Chuang. but anyway it's currently 6.50 in the morning you're listening to the morning run and right now let's look at Lloyd' latest news in malaysia
2: what has caught your eye, Chuang? You're like fiddling away um, on the computer? Well,
1: you know, um, I, actually, I'm looking at my former colleague from KPMG, Alan Chung. He's at Grant Thornton now. He's talking up the merits of GST, which I, I guess most of urban Malaysia would be quite convinced in terms of just being a superior tax to SST. We do need it. Uh, we need the fiscal buffers, definitely where oil prices are 120 bucks a barrel. Um, the fiscal the fuel subsidy costs about 34 mm. billion ringgit a year? It's
2: 71. The total subsidy bill that for the country is going to be 71 billion. 71 this year. billion
1: this year. Wow, mm. that's a lot of money, right? A um, lot.
2: A lot of money that can be maybe you put into the hands of the real needy that need it rather than a subsidy mechanism. So
1: everybody was talking about this. Everybody is talking about this. how this whole subsidy
0: mechanism is going to look like. It's going to be very troublesome maybe even expensive to roll out. Well, I think most importantly, let's see what the Fiscal Responsibility Act promised by the Minister of Finance will say yes, and then how that translates to Budget 2023 will be very key and whether those measures you talk about like the GST going to be part of those measures in I, Budget 2023.
2: I think what's important is to really look at our economy uh, from a medium to long term perspective, right, and imp- impose or implement these structural reforms which are much needed. The issue is that if GE 15 happens this year, Uh, Is there the political will to drive through some of these reforms, which Mm. admittedly aren't going to be popular, but maybe necessary?
1: Well, GST was what, uh, you know, won Pakatan, basically their election, right? Uh, Mm. Three years, well, three governments ago. So you get the sense that they'll do it after, if whoever wins it, after they win it.
2: Sometimes I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, messaging and the messaging has to be correct. And implementation also has to be easy. So even though GST implementation was rather messy, I think there there can be lessons learned. And there is no denying we do need it from a fiscal perspective. We need to widen our tax base. Currently, GD tax as a contribution to GDP is 12% and that's just not, not enough. enough.
1: Maybe don't start at six time. maybe start at three, then you go up from there. There's nothing that's what Singapore did, right? Or
2: simplify it because I remember there were a lot of exemptions and a lot of businesses complained. So instead of having exemptions, why don't we have broad categories where GST is you know, not implemented on let's yeah, say like yeah. food, uh, education, things like this, broader categories rather than it being so complicated and trapped in bureaucracy. Like
0: you say, implementation is going to be key to how successful we imp- we roll this out. You know, one article that caught my mind, uh, caught me, uh, caught my attention yesterday, our attention was Time.com was suing online tab an online tabloid over fake news articles. So Time.com is suing ww.selepseek.com, a little known tabloid over the news that its commander-in-chief, Avsal Abdul Rahim, was was remanded for a completely in, unconnected individual who, with respect to an enforcement action in Johor.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm guilty of it because I saw it and I thought, is this mm. real? And then you know we get trapped in this. What we can't dis- differentiate between real news and fake news. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good that they come out and clarify. This. Very You're fast, curious. actually. They came but I, I have to say, I'm curious. Why is he called Commander-in-Chief? <laughs>
1: it's
0: actually a real, it's is a real it designation. A new, yeah, now. is it a
2: new title for CEOs? I, I kind of imagine that. That's
0: a that. new title. Yeah. yeah,
2: so to me, I was like, oh, there's a new title out there. Okay. Um. Very quickly, chickens, chickens, chickens. We keep talking about it. And that's on page four of the New Straits Times. So now there's special permission to export chicken. They're going to allow sale of three chicken items, but export ban on Remain. I think this is after complaints from our nearby neighbours.
1: Do we have time for this? Because it's all about uh, movie season now. According to BFM News, um, GSC has been fined 45,000 ringgit by the Ayakuro Sessions Court for overcharging customers for snacks and drinks. Apparently, according to Utusan Malaysia, GSC profited from the sale of its spritz and mineral water bottles and a 75 gram pack of Mr. Potato chips. So, what's the moral of the story? I mean,
0: don't need potato chips, lah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think for me, the bigger question is why. What is the basis of the fine? I I wonder, right. And, and what is how profiteering? Do you, how What's do you the classify definition? Profiteering they here? overcharge you, lah, for but how do you define chip. overcharging? Yeah,
2: so those those uh, hotels that charge two hundred and fifty ringgit for a high raya um, posaman buffet is that profiteering?
0: Yeah, that, that's why I find it very hard. Why a local district has the you know ability to do these kind of things and charge I thought the, and put a basis to that
2: the issue was that they didn't display the prices properly and
0: correctly that would be a fair point but why is not the, why is it not taken up at the federal ministry level why is it being done at the local district is my question
2: and I also wonder if we start doing that I mean I, I do understand the need to sometimes protect the rakyat, Yeah, but it's also the question of market forces and you know if we interfere in every level, then what happens?
1: Hold on a lighter to tone, uh, still on the subject of movies, apparently, um, Lightyear, which is a Disney animation film, has been um, asked by the Saudi Arabians to, to be banned in, in the government in the country, and I think in Malaysia, some scenes have been asked to be deleted. The reason is because in the movie, there's a
0: same-sex scene where they're kissing. Well, so, I, think, I don't know. I think this is where it's very interesting, right? You, I mean, this is an example, but across uh, a lot of movies now, you are seeing a lot of scrutiny by national governments. For example, Top Gun. They got into a lot of scrutiny in China, right? What over the, the beach volleyball scene. Well, not the beach volleyball, over the flags <laughs> in, in the bomber jacket of Tom Cruise, huh? right? So, yes, because it had the flag of Taiwan in it.
1: So, so, you know,
0: this is where I think movie censors are taking it uh, uh, one step too far, too far and la. looking at all these little things and actually applying their precious. Well, that's the thing. If they didn't point that out, I would never realize. So now
1: I'm going to go back to the
0: movie and <laughs> look for that Taiwanese uh, flag, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's now 6.56 in the morning. We're going to take a quick break, followed by the 7 a.m. news. Stay tuned to BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.